You know, man, you and I teaming up, it, it makes sense. We're both great guys. We're just a couple of great guys. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you said it. But, but you know what doesn't make sense? John Cena teaming with Bobby Lashley. Kev, it doesn't make sense, you know? It's like having a basketball team in Seattle. to the roar of this crowd. No respect for Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> Elias hit a sensitive button. Got Seattle right in the feelings. That's what poets do. Look! Oklahoma Look. City! Now I get that! Team here, it just doesn't make sense. Well, clearly you've really upset them here, but uh, sports aren't exactly my thing, so. Oh, you know what else isn't my thing? Kev, you're gonna have to speak up. These people are being very disrespectful. I said, you know what else isn't my thing? Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, I am indeed cleaning up the messes of the masses, but you know who the masses are in this instance, Justin? Who are they? I'm not sure either. I just like the hand. I like the name. I've because you know the the janitor isn't my my nickname in real life. In in real life, it's it's the kid. Yeah, you're the kid, but, Josh C. But I feel like I've really over the course of doing what now seventy episodes of this, this show. This is together? episode seventy. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the the janitor himself has really grown on me and cleaned up the messes of the masses. Well, hey, it's what I do. I just noticed. Is that a new hat? Uh, I don't know what hat I'm wearing it's right now. It's the flying skate cannot. Oh, no, I've had this for a while. I like it. Nice hat. Yeah, I'm wearing this on the cover art for Real Good Show, in fact. I've had the show. <laughs> What's the Real Good Show? For so long. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right, that. of course. Who knows what that is? I do know what this is, Justin. It is Top Marks, and like you said, it's a, it's a wrestling show where every week you and I, JMO, we go over the... One, two, three! three! Biggest topics for the world of wrestling. For how long, Justin? A maximum of three. 15 minutes at a time. Right, you are, my friend. But, Justin, we were talking off-air today. We we are having some serious discussions do about... Do we do that? Do we ever talk off-the-air? Are there any conversations that you and I have that are not recorded? Never. Not Today, I think, was the first one mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Typically, the show goes off-the-air, and the reason we sneak that banter <laughs> in at the end <laughs> is because yeah. if it's not recorded, I will never get to say those things. It is a weird thing that he made me sign a contract. Yeah. I don't mean to pull, bad, pull back the curtain too far mm -hmm. here, but Justin said because he has such a greater presence than me on the internet that he's sort of you know lifting me up to his level, which I... 
was thankful for, but the price of that is I'm not allowed to speak to him off air. You never look me directly in the eye. Nope, true. You must call me Mr. Morissette at all times. I never do that. Uh, well, when we're not <laughs> recording, you always do. <laughs> That's not but true. But you just refer to me as that because you're never technically allowed to speak to me. Right. Yes. So, so if I'm talking to someone about you it's off It's Mr. Morissette, <laughs> yes. And what do you call me? Uh, the janitor himself. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, it's, it's a, you introduced this as a normal episode of Top Marks this week, but I feel like we've got a bit of a different vibe this week. Yes, yeah, it's loosey-goosey. We're a little bit, uh, we're Top Marks classic this week. Yes, we're which back. Which means we're tiny and we come with 20 games, <laughs> the only some of which you like. <laughs> uh, are you excited for the PS1 classic? I think so. Yeah. I was a little disheartened when I realized that Ape Escape cannot be on it. Oh, why is that? Because Ape Escape requires the DualShock oh, analog course, sticks. Oh, it won't have that. And it's going to be the, the tiny controller. So. Oh, my goodness. So I, I will have to wait for my, I guess, Ape Escape remaster that I hope comes to PS4 eventually. Or go to the zoo and live it out for real. Yeah, just bonk <laughs> a bunch of apes on the head. And throw them in a giant hamster ball. Absolutely. Uh, Justin, what I was saying there is we're having discussion off air that we, we may burn our format to the ground the three rounds. Burn it down! Actually, you know what? Maybe the format's good. It stops things like this. But it's it's an ongoing discussion we're having. Sometimes I think we do feel limited by by only the 15 minutes for the, the great topics, and then, you know, for the lesser topics, having to get them to 15 minutes can be a bit tricky. So yeah. if you have any feedback, listeners, about whether you'd like to see more episodes like last week's No Holds Barred, and spoiler alert, this week's No Holds Barred episode, or if you prefer the old format, let us know over at, at topmarkspod on Twitter. Yes, or you could send us an email. At topmarkspod at gmail.com. Yeah, you could do that too. You could. Uh, anywhere else you can get a hold of us. Uh, hang on, I'll give up your phone number. One second. No, wait, wait, hang, hang on. on. No, that second. you're not. I'm going to turn these mics off. Don't do it. Hang and on. then I will silently pack up the gear while neither of us say a single word <laughs> to each other. It's No, don't you dare. <laughs> I will not do that. Uh, but no, that. you can, of course, read us, uh, reach us by uh, Messenger Pigeon. Yes. And skywriting, of course, is the easiest way to reach us, I think. Yes, if you skywrite a question to us, it's always guaranteed your question makes the show. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's Especially if it's revealed like live on the news, like a like a Batman villain from the Adam West <laughs> show yeah. back in the day. Yes. The news was always cut into skywriting. Yeah. Back then. Well, things were different back yeah, then. It's a classic problem where like you'd be in the middle of the top story that you'd of course prepared all morning, and then suddenly somebody starts skywriting a message in the air. Yes. And oh, we got to cut away from the desk <laughs> immediately. And see what's going on with the message in the sky. Because uh, people would, uh, you know, obviously turn their TVs off and go to the window and check for themselves (laughs) if you didn't cut to it. Yes. Yeah. And you need the eyeballs on the television. Of course, yeah. yeah. So you, it, you can't sacrifice it makes sense those from, ratings. No, or? it makes sense from a ratings perspective. You got the Nielsen. Yeah, it, it makes a great deal of sense. <laughs> so, But it doesn't happen anymore. We're asking you to bring it back. What I'm saying, and I want to go on the record here. Mm. If you're a listener... You owe it to us to skywrite a question. Yeah, to us. I want. I you want, owe us, and you that. have to do it at about five p.m. roughly. <laughs> yeah. So that CTV or the CBC News. Yeah. All of the local newscasts here in Vancouver. Of course, by like eleven p.m., it's too late. Yeah, it's we, dark. Well, you can't. Yeah, imagine the discount on getting skywriting done at 11. Like, yeah, half off. So it should be free, bitch. Yeah, who's uh, going to be able to read it? <laughs> Justin, here's, here's some of the topics we are going to talk about this week. Of course, this Saturday morning for us, uh, WWE's over in Australia doing yeah, the... At 2 a.m., but you and I are going to watch it 
a little later. Yeah, eleven ish. I think we mm-hmm. we got to nail down exactly when, but we will be watching that one together with some other friends here. I I don't know how you feel about this, Justin. And before we preview the whole show, do you like these during the day wrestling cards in general? I mean, two a.m. is a little bit much. I, I mean, the way we're gonna do it. If, yeah, if, if it started at eleven. No, that's I like that. Yeah, that's a good little change up, and I think this will be a fine show. I don't. It, I'm not dreading it the way I am Crown Jewel, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know if we should even review Crown Jewel. <laughs> even though this a lot of this show feels like just a setup for more to come at Crown Jewel. Yeah, it, this whole thing is so bizarre. I mean, in some ways, the discussion almost should just be like, what are we doing with these network events and where? Because we, we talk sort of roughly like, oh, yeah, they feel like house shows. So they feel like this. This one feels a step up. But we need to determine, is there a hierarchy to this? Because in other sports, you know, and not that wrestling is a, a sport. A show, a B show. That's right. Like for the UFC, you have pay-per-views, you have Fox cards, and you have fight nights, right? Mm-hmm. What? Where are these things? Is there a hierarchy? Because WWE, certainly on Raw and SmackDown this week, was building up Super Showdown as as big as anything, if not big. And the inclusion of a Triple H Undertaker feud definitely leads you to believe that that's how they at least present it. Is that really a perk, though? I wow. feel like that's a negative at this point. Man, like, it is part of the reason that I I, I ascribed it to uh, the Shield being back together last week when I talked about like my interest kind of waning at the moment. I did watch both shows this week. Yep. Uh, but you know. <laughs> As, as much as it's like, well, the Shield is back together, that should be a big thing. I should be super excited about that, and I, I don't really feel a ton about that at the moment. Mm. Uh, the big thing, though, I think, is that this started like immediately after SummerSlam, the night after SummerSlam. Yeah, Triple H comes out and cuts this lengthy promo, and it's like, this feels disconnected to everything on the show right now. Well, you it- just took so much time out of the middle of the show yep. to just do this random promo that also doesn't really seem to be taking into account actual, like, recent history. No, it was total... I think I said on the show, it was utter revisionist history. The whole thing that, like... Him and Undertaker's match ended an era. It's mm-hmm. like they both went on to wrestle for every every yeah, year. Yeah, for... but not just that kind of revisionist history, but but also like, you know, John Cena just spent a fucking you know two and a half stretch yeah, month that stretch true. trying to call out the Undertaker on every show. Yep. And is he going to show up? Is he going to answer? Triple H just called him once, and Ugh. he showed up like instantly. I hadn't even pieced those two things together, but that is interesting. Right? And also, he described him in such a way that, like, oh, he's, he's done, he's washed. He just took out John Cena effortlessly, like, not even two months ago. Just blinked. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it's weird, because I don't even feel like you and I are in the minority as it pertains to this Undertaker-Triple H feud. Like, I feel like people aren't as warm to it. How could you feel anything to it? It's been positioned as, like, the main event, the biggest thing. All of these guys are so old. <laughs> Look, Triple H can still work. Yes, he can have a good match, but he can have a good match against a young guy who's going to have a good match with him. It, to me, it doesn't... It, okay, can Triple H still work a match? The answer is yes. Yes. Can Triple H work a better match than other people who would be in that slot if he wasn't on the show? Some, but not most. Yeah. Almost everyone on the roster is a better current worker than he is, especially against The Undertaker. Well, here's the th- other thing. is like, can Undertaker still work a match? No. Probably yes, though, right? Like, yes, he, he still has that vibe of something special. 
can he work can he work a match that you would describe as good? Is he physically able to do it against literally if you get to pick any opponent? Probably yes. Yeah. I, I, it's weird because I'm not you know I'm the Finn Balor detractor mm-hmm. on the show, but that they've never done Balor Undertaker. It's so obvious. Yeah. It's right there. And guess what? If he can't hit the fucking tombstone on anyone, he could definitely hit it on Balor. Absolutely. He weighs 100 pounds. Absolutely. You're bang on correct with that. But where I'm leaning is, <laughs> can Triple H have a good match? Yes. Can Undertaker have a good match? Not as certain, but like pr- still probably yes. Can they have a good match against each other? That's the million dollar question. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, there's no way. And are you going to make it better by throwing in HBK and Kane? No, these guys are oh. all a million fucking years old. There needs to be one young guy who can carry a match in there, and you don't get that when all you're going for is the nostalgia pop of putting old guys against each other. No one wants to see this. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's if I have, and it's weird because again, I'm not a huge HBK guy, never have been. But if I have one smidgen of interest in watching those guys wrestle, mm-hmm. at least Shawn Michaels has been away long enough that it's like, okay, where is he at? I, I'm minorly interested in that. Yeah. But this doesn't even satisfy that. Like you remember the poster? I think it was teased for Royal Rumble last year of AJ versus Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. I would have been on board for that one. Would have you? Yeah, for sure. Like because there's reason to think that this. Okay, well, Shawn Michaels, smaller guy, was agile when he left against AJ Styles. Very agile, one of the best ever. Or like Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan right now. He trained him. It's there's a, story. a connection there. And, like, Daniel Bryan can probably get a good match out of Shawn Michaels. I mean, you, you would think so. He did it, in my opinion. If he, did, if he had a match, if you give Shawn Michaels star power account, as good as the second big cast match, yeah. I think no one would blink. Like, it's like, okay, they're, they're solid. But, but we know this is leading to a tag match at Saudi Arabia. It definitely is. Triple H and Shawn versus Taker The Brothers of Kane. Destruction, yeah. That's not going to be good. Like, they're, they're, they can... Do what they did with like Triple H versus Sting, where they just reach into their bag of tricks and have all kinds of cameos, and you're just like entertained despite the fact that like technically you haven't actually seen what you could describe as a match. Well, that's I mean you hit the nail on the head, and in some doses there's a space there's space for that in wrestling. Like if you recall the Sting and Triple H match from Mania 31, I believe mm-hmm. it is. I love that match. I know some people didn't. I like really it. like it too. But but that's a good use of like again long term storytelling. Here's NWO. Here's DX. This is all making sense. This is I mean, NWO coming out to defend Sting doesn't make a lot of sense. No further questions. Um, it's, <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, but I also think you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah it's of like course. You, you, these guys are representing eras and companies at this point so that there would be some backing there. It's a WCW versus WWF one last stand match, that's, basically. That's, exa- that's a great way of saying it, yeah. I think. So you can pull those smoke and mirrors, but... Would that not, still not be better served on younger guys who there's a future in? Raw's ratings, I think this week, somebody said were like the lowest in the modern era. It was era. the lowest rated final hour in history. Like that final wow. hour was the lowest rated hour ever. So what do you think that's indicative of? I don't know, because you have one of the great segments of all time in that final hour. <laughs> I didn't like this as much as everybody else. I, d- I thought it was impressive, but we'll, we'll talk. You're talking about Kevin Owens and Elias, Absolutely. Right? Let's jump to there, and then we'll close out on uh, Triple H and uh, Undertaker yeah. here. What did you think of this segment. Do you want to walk us through it for those who may not see it? Uh, okay, so Elias and Kevin Owens are out in the ring together. I guess Kevin Owens is now good buddies with Elias out of nowhere yeah. because they both have had problems with Bobby Lashley. We are headed towards... They're together because we're headed towards a tag match. Yes. Uh, this is a match I'm actually greatly looking forward At to. At Super Showdown, yeah. This is a, th- a weird thrown-together tag match. And, you know, not none of the guys here are particularly young, but Kevin Owens is like certainly... 
someone who's around all the time. And yep. Elias is like still technically an up and comer. I guess you could look at him in that in that light. Can't jump here and here to just say that I love the Elias Kevin Owens pairing. Yeah. Like I feel like Owens does a lot. If Elias has some limitations in ring, mm-hmm. and I never thought of Elias being able to just play the big man role in a tag team, but he can. Yeah. Well, this is Elias and Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley and John Cena. Mm-hmm. Now this match makes perfect sense. Because John Cena has had issues with both of these guys. Yeah, it's true, actually. Bobby Lashley has issues with both of these guys. And John Cena and Bobby Lashley, I don't know if they have any kind of history, but there's just going to be something thrilling about seeing these two guys who, you know, represented WWE and TNA for so long. Tagging together and being on the same page. There's something exciting about that. It's like Diet, AJ, and Cena tagging against the club. Exactly. Where it's like just seeing these guys working with one. I'm not saying it's as good as that, to be clear. Like, very Diet. But I get what you mean. There's a spirit of like... So this makes sense to me, and it's actually exciting. This is a match... That I'm looking forward to on Saturday morning. We give WWE a lot of shit on this show very often. But uh, I would just like to give a little shout out here. Because I think Bobby Lashley was... It's funny because we've gone through a whole roller coaster with him. We're coming in, I think, you and I had just seen the Slam of Virtue. We're like, wow. We loved him. Bobby Lashley could be great for WWE. He's going to be awesome. And then he arrived and what did we think? Uh, (laughs) But now, J-Mo, i got to tell you, I think they saw what we saw. This guy's struggling to sort of get his his authentic self across. He's, He's not confident on the mic. This pairing with Leo Rush out of nowhere, I didn't, I didn't see yeah. it coming. I think this is totally working. I, th- I feel bad for Leo Rush in some ways. I mean, I, I feel great for him in other ways because he like, gets to play a prominent role on television, and that's going to be a thrill for him. But he literally like just debuted on 205. He was having awesome matches. Yeah. And now like the fact that he's a wrestler seems like almost secondary. I think that's true. But he'll, he's still doing cool things, though. That's... Here's here's my big counterpoint to that, and I do agree with yeah. that. In essence, like, wow, did this guy, because as a worker, you remember, we were doing the show when I saw uh, Leo Rush versus Marty Skrull. I couldn't shut yeah, up yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. I think, or him and Janela for the, the no son lot. I love both those men. Leo Rush is amazing. And to only use him as a manager ever would be a total miss. But if no one's watching 205 Live, which it feels like is the case, mm-hmm. this guy is too good for it, like, in a lot of ways. True. And he can talk. His... And, uh, now, I don't know if this is like everybody else, but I'm seeing the 205 Live vignettes he's cutting just because I'm like, oh, I am a little bit more interested in Leo Rush. I feel like his 205 Live, it can be elevated just by managing Bobby Lashley. Fair. True. Yes. And you're probably right about that. Over the long term, though, you're right. If this guy just ends up being a manager, it's like he, he's one of he the... He can do so many awesome things that that's a waste. I, I think it's totally fair to say he's one of the premier workers in the company. I think that's very true as well. Like... We're like inception levels deep on topics right now, though. So we're gonna come up a layer <laughs> and then come up a layer to eventually get back. Get me out of this to our Jimbo. old farts tag match. Oh yes. Uh, but first, yes, we will return to Monday Night Raw, <sighs> where Kevin Owens and Elias are side by side. And who wants to hear Elias? Kevin Owens points at himself. He says, <laughs> "I do." I love that, by the way. Uh, and they start playing, and then. He says uh, something about, oh, this Kevin, this doesn't make any sense. It's like putting a basketball team in Seattle. <laughs> now, I didn't get this reference out the gate. Okay. I'm sure you did, being a much better sports fan. Because you're not fan. a sports person. Well, besides soccer and MMA, yeah. Yes. Well, of course, the Seattle Supersonics existed for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And they were bad for a good long stretch. And they were right on the cusp of getting good again. Like, 
interest in that team would have picked up in a significant way because the final year that they were in Seattle, they just drafted a uh, a kid, an unknown, somebody that you've never heard of before, Josh, Kevin Durant. What? Yes. Seattle drafted Kevin Durant, and it was going to turn their Whoa. franchise around. It was like the be- the end of like the bleak years. This they was the finally got their first overall pick. They got this star player who's going to be a stud. Seattle basketball is saved. And then right when they're on the cusp of being a great team – all of the years of badness beforehand and the fact that the league wanted them to upgrade their arena, get out a key arena. This arena is too old, too run down. We need to play in a new building. New building's not getting made. Attendance has been down because the team's been shit. They just pulled the chute and took that team and dropped it in Oklahoma City. Wow. Oklahoma City Thunder are the Seattle Supersonics. And everybody's sour about that because, A, Seattle is like an intensely passionate sports market. Right. Every team that they have there is like enormously supportive. I can tell you the Sounders fans when they come to the Rogers Arena for the Whitecaps games, they are berserk. Dude, the the fact that the Sounders can draw to fill an entire football stadium is fucking crazy. So cool. There's like... No MLS market that sells like Seattle. Seattle also just rules. Like yeah. I love being in Seattle. It's the one N- of my favorite American cities. The NHL is going to have a team in Seattle by 2020, probably. That oh. vote is coming on December 3rd. But uh, yeah, like there's all kinds of reason to believe that Seattle is just like one of the most passionate, crazy sports markets. So this is America. a real sore spot. Yeah, and of course everybody's sour about it because not only do they leave, but they are a great team immediately. Oh. Oklahoma City gets to enjoy this amazing <laughs> team led by Kevin Durant that they didn't go oh. through any of the hardship. Like sports is about pain mostly. Okay. This is a recurring theme on Real Good Show. Okay. That sports is misery and pain and suffering, but you go through all the shit so that you can get good again. And when you're good again, the high is enormous because you went through all the pain before. Yeah. Oh, I get that. So here's this market in Oklahoma City who goes through no pain. No pain. They just no get a new suffering. Team. I see. Nothing. They get this team that's amazing, and they get to enjoy these years of like. Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant playing together. A great it's, team. It's crazy that Oklahoma City never won anything. Like, the players that they had. They had James Okay, Harden. all right, all right. Okay, see. Very good team. Regardless. Seattle sore. Yes. So, Seattle uh, gets poked by Elias. Mm-hmm. And I've said before on this show, I'm no fan of sports healing, Josh. Yeah. It's too easy. It's so easy. And it's one of those things where it only hurts the people who are there. Yeah. You know? When Seth Rollins was champ, he did a lot of sports healing everywhere they went. And it would be like, they'd go to Cleveland, and he'd be like, something about Johnny Manziel. Yeah. And and everybody boos. And at home, I'm like, yeah, fuck Johnny Manziel. That's the thing. Great point, Seth. It only works in arena. Like, no one else cares about your sports team. I think this one worked, though. I think this is... Well... I I think there is a certain – so much of it is like surface level too, right? If you go to Cleveland today, you'd be like, I got more wins than the Browns or whatever. Right. People would boo in the building. I don't know why I keep picking Cleveland. Because you love Cleveland. (laughs) It's your favorite city. But like people would boo, but you wouldn't feel anything at home. And even then, it's like a superficial boo. It's like the easiest thing to do. Yeah. But there – I bet you there is a sports wound – 
in every single city that you could poke that would get this reaction. Because, Justin, this reaction was, <laughs> while I don't think this was one of the great segments of all time, like you said, this was one of the the biggest reactions to Cheap Heat I've ever seen. <laughs> the heat was enormous. It was nuclear. They booed. For the entire rest of the segment, like, to the point where Owens and Elias are yelling into their mics to be heard on the television. Never mind, they know nobody can hear them at all in the arena. They have to continue just for the TV audience, basically. And they are being booed out of the building, a torrent of boos that never stops. If you didn't catch this on this week's Raw, I would highly recommend you go. I'm sure the clip must be online. Yeah, or absolutely or it. It is, it is hilarious to watch. It's, it's a credit to Owens and Elias because I imagine in that moment there's it's tempting to like exchange a look or like celebrate. It's like, wow, we're I really I mean, you good. know Elias looks pleased with himself as fuck. Oh, but that's part of like, – Of that, course, that's part of the gimmick. That is peak Elias yeah, what yeah. happened on, on Monday, right? Absolutely. Uh, and, and for a guy who's cooled off a little bit, I think. Like people were talking about this segment and so, you know, good stuff. And yet this winds up being the lowest rated hour – in the history of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, what is that? So what? what is it? They were probably up against football, right? I mean, it's just a long show. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's a two. It's a three-hour show every week. And, like, if you're going to tell me that the, we're going to go off the air, like the thing that you're teasing out all night long, you got to hang around because in the third hour, yeah. we're going to see for Triple H and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels – I'm like, man, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I've seen these guys talk a lot in my life. I'm actually good. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I shouldn't even bring up the football comparison because I, I don't like when people do that. It feels a little bit lazy because every year when football comes back, it takes a small dip. But WWE needs to readjust the way they present these shows. But also, like, you need to understand. I was having a conversation with a friend of the show, Spencer. I went to the house show with him on Sunday night. Okay. And I was trying to make the case that, like, Dude, wrestling is having a moment right now. Like, wrestling is insanely popular. It's a, it's not a mainstream thing, but it's still... No, I would say it is a mainstream it's on, thing. It's on the ESPN it's, tab of yeah, the sports. It's on, like, every single major website has a wrestling writer. Like, or a wrestling yep. vertical. Or, you know, you, you see wrestling stories everywhere. Like, it's, it, it is having a moment. And, it, and it, you, it's reflected when you go to shows. Like, people, it's big. It's having a thing right now. You see T-shirts in, in the wild all the time. I always say, as it pertains to wrestling, it's wider but not deeper of a pool than ever. The, the lower-end stuff is more popular than it's ever been, and the more popular stuff is less popular. Yes, that's probably true. It's a healthier, wider economy. But Spencer was bringing up the fact that the ratings are low. Mm-hmm. So how do you – how can I say that it's, like, as popular as ever if – the ratings suck. And, well, dude, it's that people just don't take in media the same cur- way. That's what I'm saying. Ratings yeah. are down on everything. There's two things that are rising in ratings right now. Cable news and NBA basketball. That's it. Every yeah. other category of television is losing ratings. Because people are not ingesting in this way. And as that starts to go away, as people don't want to sit around for commercials on this, good luck getting them to hang around for a three-hour program. When you got Netflix being like, we just dropped all 12 episodes of your favorite show. There is a channel on YouTube that cr- produces a version of Raw and SmackDown after the show where Raw is, like, condensed to about 25 minutes. 
wow. and SmackDown is condensed to like 15. So there's no matches, I guess. Oh, no. there's there's It's just like highlights of matches. Okay. And highlights of promos. You get the idea. This is like Mike watches this. This makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> you get the idea of the show, but you take it in in like 16 minutes. Okay. For a SmackDown. But don't you want to watch like the matches? 25 to 30 for a Raw. Here's the thing. These videos have like four and a half million views. For real? Yes. So there wow. are a ton of people that watch Raw every week in this way. That's incredible. Yes. Four and a half million? Yeah. That's like as many listeners as we have watching these things. That is, <laughs> that is a staggering. But joking aside, that is much bigger than I was going to guess. I Ex- just thought you were going to say like 100,000 Exactly, or right? So there is still, like, there is still a measurable way to say wrestling still gets ratings, just not on television. The Ringer actually ran an interesting article sort of married to this. This is a little while back, but I had brought up how cable news and NBA are the two things that are, are sort of surging right now. Mm-hmm. And they wrote this great article about how the NBA did a better job than any other league of running towards and embracing the internet. Like, they encouraged you. Share our shit on Twitter. Film your TV. We do not care. There will be no blocking, GIF, anything. It's like MLB is the opposite. MLB is the hard opposite. UFC and, is hard opposite. And the people who run MLB TV recently took over NHL online, so it's become very similar. Okay. Though there there are people who like work for the NHL whose job it is to like create gifs and shit. Constantly. Okay. That, that, I mean that's better than WWE, who only show gifs of non finishes yeah. and stills of matches before. It's like yo, uh, they put up promo videos pretty quickly. Like if you're not watching Raw, you can still see promos from Raw. But you'll never see on like matches, Twitter like I mean. immediately. But yeah, never that's the true. match. Uh, no, you'll see big spots and stuff. But, but never always, a finish. Yeah, it'll always be a minute long, and it's never the finish. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, how are they not learning this lesson and sprinting towards it? They need to reevaluate how they're putting forward their content. I really believe that, or else the ratings are going to continue to sink on television, no matter what they do. I genuinely, to, honest to God, believe CM Punk could come back tomorrow with Stone Cold Steve Austin beside him, and the ratings would pop. And then they would be very close to the same a month from now. That's, I really believe that's that. Because, that's because they would immediately put him into a program against <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and he'd lose. <laughs> he has to return and lose to Triple H again. Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, Jamal, well, let's talk about some other matches on this card. What do you say? Sure. I just, uh, yeah, the, there's all kinds of reason why you wouldn't want to watch that on Raw right now. Like, these guys are just old and boring, and unless they're going to give the rub to somebody young, unless they're going to put somebody over... Like, here's the thing. Do you give a fuck who wins this match? It's going to be Undertaker. Like, Undertaker's going to win for sure. But who who fucking cares? I I don't want to just steal this point. My roommate Brock put it better than I have. What what are they feuding about? What is this feud? Yeah. What like do you know? Do you know? I have no idea. It's like we're doing it one more time for the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Like uh, okay. What was so? And it's to prove who was really the best. I guess. Is it? Because one of them is up 3-0. I don't know. So there, was a, there was a thing in the cage side seats rumor roundup last night. Oh, no. Rumor has it! Where they said that, uh, you know, <laughs> on this, this is not a, like, return for Shawn Michaels. He is fulfilling an obligation. And, like, we're not going to get, like, Shawn versus AJ or Shawn versus Daniel Bryan out of this. Because he just sees this as, quote, like, 
this is we're gonna do this the best we can and we're gonna get it right and this is the time to do it as if this is like Ugh. some story that we've been waiting a decade to tell properly it's like not only it's one of the best told stories in wrestling it is but it's been told yeah it's over Ugh, let's not go back down the rabbit hole but lord uh daniel bryan versus the miz this is the feud that's happening yeah I, i'm still enjoying it we're getting a one-on-one match here that's right yeah, for the right to to challenge AJ Styles for, or I suppose the, wait, is Joe, yeah, Joe Styles is for the title at yes. Super Showdown, and, and Miz, Miz Bryan is a contendership number match. one contender, right? So winner of this gets winner of that uh, at Crown Jewel. I don't know. I don't even just know if that's a, been announced. I think just, it's just sometime. Yeah, uh, Miz wins here. I think we both think. Yeah, uh, Mike was trying to make the case to me this week that like Bryan sucks now because he lost to. Shelton Benjamin. It's like the oh, longer no. that Brian goes without a win makes the win that much sweeter. Oh, Justin, that couldn't be true. How do you know that? What do you mean? You're saying <laughs> people get excited for him to win the title if he loses a lot? I don't think that's true of Daniel Bryan. Maybe true. It may be true of other guys, Justin. He it was, may, he but was not saying, Daniel Bryan. He was saying that he's weak because he keeps losing all these matches. It's like, yeah, okay, he is. for. First of all, Brie lost the last match. True. The whole point that that match happened with the ladies was that so we would not get another conclusive finish between the men. That's the whole point. Not only that, Daniel Bryan is an underdog. Yes, and Daniel Bryan is up against right now like the greatest villain in wrestling. Like it used to be Cody, but Cody's now a babyface. Yeah. <laughs> so, like de facto number one heel, best heel in the world is probably the Miz right now, or at least in the discussion. I, I would actually throw in a large, large vote for Samoa Joe, but I think I think both of them right now are are one and two. Yeah. Uh, regardless, though, it's I'm still into this feud. I see some opinions like Mike and others on Twitter being like, oh, I don't know about this. Guys, he he cannot win until the time is right for him to get the big one. Which means maybe you know, like we taught, we've taught. I've talked about my dream for this feud is that Miz takes the title from AJ eventually, and Brian wins the Rumble. That's, oh yeah, that's, w- that's what I want. I want this feud to too. continue till all the way to WrestleMania. Like you could do an entire year of this, and I hope they do. Let that's, me t- here. Can I give a hot take here? Sure. You know what's going to feel better than Daniel Bryan winning the belt off the Miz? What? Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble, which he should have done. Twice before, yes. people were furious. Oh, dude, I, I talked about this like multiple times. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Roman Reigns' career has never recovered from Ro- Daniel Bryan not winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Let the guy win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, especially if you're not going to have it be a Raw person. Yeah, that's right. Let Daniel win the fucking Rumble already. So we both got Miz there. Uh, Yeah. So I think the... I don't know. And correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but I would say sort of the core feud. But that's on... a that's a match I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, yeah. Me. Too. But again, it it comes down to how how what how are these guys going to work on this show? Yeah. There were lots of shows on the Saudi Arabia show that should have kicked ass. That four way ladder match. Remember Joe Rollins, Balor, and Miz. The Miz. Thank you. And it totally underdelivered because it was just like, oh, how hard are we going to go? I don't remember that because I only watched the Rumble match and that was oh, all. Oh, right. Well, and I also watched uh, t- uh, Cena versus Triple H, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I thought that was better than I was expecting, weirdly enough. Well, here's the thing. with the, This also impacts this new Taker thing. Cena got his ass handed to him by Taker. Yep. And then he destroyed Triple H. True. And then Triple H comes out and is like, 
Undertaker, you old piece of crap. It's like, wait a second, man. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. The wrestling math is off yeah. on this. Wait, but Cena be... <laughs> nah, never mind. Cena plus Taker equals Taker. <laughs> Triple H plus Cena equals Cena. Triple H plus Taker equals Triple H? Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but I am looking forward to it like you, Jamo. Again, it, it's going to depend how much these people want to bring. Jamo, how about this one? I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I feel like this has sort of been the core of Raw, okay. pardon me, for a while, with the Shield versus the Dogs of War paired with Braun Strowman. I got every reason to believe this will be good. Yeah. It, I literally just saw it as the main event of a house show. It was good. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about your house show. We'll do that close to the end of the show. I got not a lot to say because we were extremely late. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I worked a Vancouver Giants game that night that went to a shootout. And then we had, like, a oh, post-game no. show afterwards. I got stuck at work for way longer than I wanted to. We made it out in time to see Cedric Alexander defend his cruiserweight title against Buddy Murphy. That was probably awesome. It was a great match with an amazing finish. Yeah. And then the main event, six-man tag, and that's all I saw. I got two matches. Oh. And I drove all the way out to Abbotsford. Oh. It was still fun, though. Oh, I bet it was fun. But yeah. what was the finish to the cruiserweight match? Uh, it just was like a, a, a running... Into the lumbar check. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It was dope. That's in person, I bet, like that sort of elevation that he gets on that really stands out, yeah. too. And Buddy Murphy, a bigger dude, too, within that division, so probably looks even more awesome. It is a good match. Buddy Murphy had a ton of cool spots. Buddy Murphy rules, man. I love him. Oh, yeah, he's good. You, you got to talk. A bunch of our listeners are real big on him. I, mm-hmm. I love the finisher. I can't think of the name of it right now. And the finish um, to the six man tag was very good, also. You know, tell us what the finish to the house show six man tag was. It ended with uh, Roman pinning Dolph Ziggler. Chaos all over the ring. Ziggler had been the legal man because he snuck in on a tag. He got. There was like. The sort of coordinated chaos waterfall sequence they do where it's like one guy's finish leads into another guy's finish leads into another. Dolph thinks he's standing tall at the end. He turns around, gets speared by Roman immediately. One, One, two, two, three. three. Any chance that's the finish on Saturday? Probably. Yeah. How often do they do it where the house show is a practice for the paper? Tons. I've seen so many like that where it's like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Or I've seen like... A match on SmackDown. Yeah. That's like, oh, I saw that at a house show. It's the main event like <laughs> six months ago. I'm starting to think of an example right now, but this is definitely like that exact thing has happened to me. Roman Reigns versus Kane in a street fight was okay. the main event of a house show that I saw, I want to say, at the Pacific Coliseum. And then they had that exact there. match <laughs> on SmackDown. Oh, who can forget like that one? Like four and a half, five months later. Reigns on SmackDown? It was pre brilliant Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I'm kind of excited for this match. Again, I'm not that excited for anything on this show, but I'm pretty excited for this match. I think it'll be good. I like watching wrestling, and there's reason to think that these guys will get it done. Yeah, and, like, this is – I know that you still hate Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. But he's good. Yeah. I've never said he's bad. Okay. I just think he's ultra stale and has been doing the same thing for a decade. Because here's the thing, yes. seven years. Yes, like – Every single person that I talk to who's, like, come back to wrestling after taking an absence yeah. likes Dolph Ziggler. That's entirely unsurprising. That, 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 like, one of the first guys they glom onto is Dolph Ziggler. I think that was true of you when you it, got back into true. wrestling. Yeah, I, he was one of my guys instantly. Yeah, dude. I, like, you, would, you will never hear me say anything to counter that. If I had never seen wrestling before and I started watching, I mean, 
I still think it's less true. I think people will overrate Dolph a little bit now just because, but not to chastise him, he stayed the same, but the in-ring quality around him has rose so much. Yeah. But in 2011, he was the goddamn guy. He was the top five worker in the company. Absolutely. Like, But it's just the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. Well, yes. Still here to show the fucking world. Well, here's the thing is like, you, if you've been around for like 10 years of Dolph, yeah. then you've seen it all. I don't know how... And I've been around, I guess, now for, like, six years of him. I still like him, though, but... I don't know how you can have the complaint that, like, Roman hasn't changed over a four-year period near enough and still glom onto Dolph Ziggler. That seems whack to me. I mean, Dolph goes back and forth all the time. He changes from heel to babyface constantly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, Roman has never once changed alignment one single time. What? You, I mean, you're with me. You think he was heel in the Braun feud? <laughs> yeah, but, like, they don't see him that way. He, I I felt that way. Oh boy. Okay. Well, we're getting. But they've never booked him to be a heel explicitly. They've Talk never turned him before. We received him as a heel in part because we love Braun also, and also he just acted like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> he for sure did. But like, I think what they were trying to do there is what Becky is now, right? Yeah, a little. Like a you, little. you make them make him give him edge, and people will think he's cool now. Yeah, in a way, I think it's so. It's working for Becky. It did not uh, work for Roman. But I, I think Roman has also been like more decidedly heel than than most people ever he's, give him credit he's for. He's been gray area at times, Dude, I guess. the post-Taker yes, feud where right. he opens you're Monday right. Night Raw to booze and then just goes, guess it's my yard now. And draws, <laughs> what, that's a baby face? Yeah. That's a gray area? Yeah, for sure. Nothing says, and they for sure booked him in the Rumble knowing <laughs> he was going to get booed in the Rumble, too. Right. Nothing says baby face like shitting on the Undertaker. <laughs> Yeah, they knew he was going to get booed coming out at 30. There was like a four-month stretch there where they they played to it for sure. But yeah. I don't think he's ever like had his alignment turned. Has, so when was, the la- when was the last time Dolph was true face then? If we're counting that is not turning, when was Dolph's last alignment turn? Uh, Dolph was last a baby face. Uh, I know Smackdown. the answer. Against? Baron Corbin. No. That was, that, was raw. that was Corbin's first feud. Yeah. No, and that was SmackDown. Was it? Um, Maybe it was pre-bands with both shows, too. They wrestled a zillion times. Yeah. But again, is, is Dolph's character one iota different? If you're saying Reigns isn't changing his character based healer face, is Dolph different? Like, what is his defining baby face characteristic? The move set's the same. The promo's the same. I, I no, feel the promos like... aren't the same. Oh, will you stop? The prom- Dolph does not have the same promos, whether he's heel or baby face. He... No, he, he does absolutely not. Absolutely does. He just no, yeah. he does not. Okay, we shouldn't do the Dolph Ziggler. Thing he's, <laughs> he's like he's intentionally annoying as a heel, and he's like sincere as a babyface. Okay, There's I don't want to for go sure down. attitude change, and he does not say in the same things. Uh, let's let's get through the rest of this card a little bit, Jamal. There's nothing else that I want to dig into. And as Drew heavily. is a star, by the way. I'm interested in the development of Drew Gulak. For, or Drew Gulak. Yeah, I love me too. him. Drew Gulak is awesome. I think you were talking about McIntyre. I was, though, yes. Who do you think's a bigger star of the two Drews? Uh, definitely McIntyre. Like, man, McIntyre is going to hold the Universal title within, like, the next year and a half. We'd hate Justin. You know it. You know he will. I think Gulak's a main eventer in any company. All right. <laughs> I, I don't disagree, man. I no. told you I would... I would JBL Drew Gulak in a moment. When it comes to Gulak, love is not something that Gulak. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, McIntyre, I think we've probably told this anecdote before on the show, but when we were at that NXT house show, neither of us are, I think even now I'm, I'm, I can speak for you and saying, you're not a huge Drew McIntyre guy, right? And, yeah, no. And I certainly wasn't at the time. I like him more now. But he came out to, to break up a, sort of a brouhaha in the ring, mm-hmm. and he just stood at the ramp and like stared at the audience, and you and I, JMO, turned around and it was like, 
Whoa. Okay. Well, he was right next to us also. <laughs> he had amazing seats for that. And so we were just like in awe of this like mammoth of meat who just came out and I, was like, holy shit. I know everyone knows this. Like, I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know, but Drew McIntyre is enormous. Yeah. Like, he's so jacked. It's like, oh, he just looks like a giant jacked. Like, he is so thick and large in person. It is like, it's it's haunting. Uh, but he's and he's really good too. Like this is the thing. Yeah, I like this him. is the point I was trying to make. Is like you would think that like oh you're getting the shield back together. We need to now put a group of heels together who are going to be top heels for the shield to run against. If I were to tell you like six months ago that that group of heels is going to be Braun, Dolph, and Drew McIntyre, yeah. you'd be like, what the fuck? I definitely would. Because, I... first of all, it does feel like we got cheated out of a Braun babyface run. We, definitely. We wanted it for so long, and they just turned him back again like immediately without ever giving us anything satisfying to come out of his babyface run. So that sucks. But I will say, it is good... And they do feel like they belong as top heels on the card, Dolphin Drew. Like, sure. that works for me. I, I definitely like Drew beside Dolph better than beside Braun. Sometimes when I see Drew and Braun beside each other, I'm like, they shouldn't be on screen at the same time. It doesn't do either of them favors. That's like, they're fair. both just Goliaths who are, not that they're running a similar gimmick. Like, I think Braun's is a lot clearer, just giant marauder than Drew's is. But. But I, I do uh, – does it ever catch you on screen sometimes when they're, like, beside each other? It's like, oh, you just even, don't feel like a natural parent. Even and, just in person. Yeah. It's like, well, now Drew looks small because he's next to this just even bigger beef man. <laughs> giant beef man. And, like, it makes Braun feel smaller, too, because he's not noticeably taller than everyone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gemma, I do want to get into the questions here, so let, let's touch on a few other of these. We get to see the Bella Twins and Ronda taking on the Riot Squad. Any thoughts on this match? <sighs> Are we headed towards Nikki versus Ronda still at Evolution, or is plans changed there? Because I have no idea. Doesn't like what is Nikki Bella right now? Was right. She, is she a baby face? She, yep. Yeah. But yes, she is a baby face. But I know what you mean. She feels like, like a plastic person who I fucking despise every time <laughs> she's on screen. Uh, she has n- like no positive charisma at all it's crazy <laughs> like i'm serious it's crazy that she was ever like the top baby she's like the john cena of the wwe women's division uh. because like man the like maybe i, I don't want to denigrate her in the ring too much well, especially compared to her sister but yeah okay. but like the, uh, just from a pure charisma point where like i love cheering for this person <laughs> It's not there. Yeah. It's so brutally not there. Can I say something uh, that I think you know and I think everyone knows but maybe haven't realized and is a little bit shocking? Sure. The Bella Twins are wrestling in this six-woman match, and they by far have been wrestling longer than everyone else in the match. And they are way worse than everyone else in the match. Yeah. Can I tell you something about uh, Ruby that kind of occurred to me on Raw this week? Oh, yeah, sure. She's like the Becky Lynch of Raw, and that she's just like the unappreciated like workhorse. Okay. Who who's just having great matches all the time. 
uh, I definitely think she's very improved. I don't think she's as good as Becky, um, and I don't think she has, like, the natural pull Becky has. Becky has that Sami Zayn thing where it's, like, she's going to have the crowd or the McFoley. Yeah, team. and Ruby doesn't have that. No. But I think she could. I think when Ruby eventually turns babyface, she'll be massively over. Because, yeah, I hope so. Because the work rate is there to back it up. Like, she's very, very good. Well, not only is she very good, she has. you can go and watch her in NXT or at that house show where we started. You can watch her improve. You can mm. watch her get better. People don't always do that, but it's... Yeah, and that's... Man, that is such a fun thing, no matter what the sport. When, like... <laughs> Not to talk about hockey for a second. Don't. We already talked too much about other sports. Elias Patterson debuted for the Canucks last night. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love about watching him play hockey is that he is like an AI. Like you oh. are watching him grow and adapt and incorporate all these different elements into his game. Like a computer taking it all exactly. in. Exactly. Like watching a genius learn things, mm. right? Like, like doing the podcast with me every ex- week. <laughs> Is that would that be a yeah good exactly exactly <laughs> Limited. exactly like that and yeah that is a fun thing to see in wrestling as well like watching somebody incorporate new things all the time and it's tough because we don't often get to see it so many no. people already come in having worked the indies for so long that they feel like fully formed already or like people come in and they just are like former athletes who never learn anything like Mojo Rawley. That's I've heard people make this complaint. I'm not with them because I like the way NXT is. I think it's very fun. But there were people who were like I sort of took joy in watching the more developmental side of it, like mm-hmm. watching. And it's it's very it's not totally ironed that out, but it's certainly less of that than it was, you know, even during like the Owen Zane era, right? Yeah. Uh, so some people miss that. Uh, who you got in the Bella Twins? You always just. Ronda's going to win, right? Yeah, probably. I, I really liked seeing her get beat up by Ruby this week, though. Yeah, I thought it was... It was the first time she ever had a match that was like felt like a match. Like a uh, give and take. Yeah. yeah. It was sort of... It made Ruby in a way. Not and she fully, sold but... really well. Oh, she's always... I said this about her Mania match. Yeah. Her selling was awesome. Uh, probably my most excited for match on the show is uh, Joe and AJ. The only OBQ. way that Ronda loses that match is if the Bellas turn on her. Yeah. But like, I don't think they do that on this no, show. No, I don't, I don't think you can have Nikki turn while Brie is still a babyface on SmackDown. That doesn't make sense. It's all very confused. Yeah, they've fucked it up. JMO Styles and Joe, no DQ, no countout for the title. I'm fired up for this. AJ's got to retain. Definitely. Yeah. But that isn't a reason to not watch the match. I am. I'm thinking these guys are gonna bring it <laughs> again. If if they see this as a show and not just a house show. Yeah. Even then, this is Joe's. Joe probably knows this is his last crack at yeah. this belt for a long time. Because the thing I was going to say earlier is like the reason that I didn't watch any more of the singles matches on uh, Greatest Royal Rumble is that I just watched Cena versus Triple H and I immediately knew, oh, this is the kind of show this is. You just, yeah, you got that sense. Yeah. Uh, but that said, okay, so we're both picking styles here, but this should be a Cracker Jack, right? Uh, you'd, you'd think so, yeah. Relative to the other matches on the show? Yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Jim, nothing else I'm dying to dive into here. Maybe we should talk about Becky Lynch and Charlotte here. Uh, I love the setup for this. Yeah. It's the, the, it's the best segment on SmackDown. There's a very uneventful SmackDown this week. Easily the most interested anyone's ever been in Becky Lynch, I think. Yeah. Like, uh, that, the only other note that I had coming out of SmackDown was 
the bar segment was great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them in New Day, but I want them on a pay per view. And not also, also, like the fact that the bar now have their own like custom soccer jerseys. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> I it, like that it's both of their first names. Yeah, I know. Or no, I guess Cesaro's his last name. Yeah, but it it rules. Like it perfectly suits yeah. both guys. It's the it's a great look. And then you can start selling those things. Yep. And they'll probably go for a premium because jerseys ain't cheap. For sure. And like. I might want one. <laughs> Listen, man, the bar is awesome and New Day are awesome. I got one last note on a tag team, not even on the show. Oh. B team. We're going to talk B-team. about this. Go, go, go. go, go. go. Uh, I had a talking point that slipped my mind a couple weeks ago, okay. and I got it back. I remembered what I was going to talk about. Hit me. Uh, I I liked the B team when they did that cookout uh, segment yeah, you on July 4th. Yeah. And the reason that I liked that segment is that it was bad. Okay. Like, it it was bad, but so bad that it looped back around to being good. Yeah, sure. Like, it was charming. And then, that's what they're trying to tell us the B-team is all the time. But you can't make something bad on purpose, right? No. Uh, Any movie that tries to be, like, a comedy that's, like... We're going to attempt yeah. to be we're so bad, a we're good. dumb, bad movie that's good. You can never make that on purpose. You need earnestness. That's what makes... That's the quality that makes a good, bad movie good. Is that, like, somebody set out to make the best thing they possibly could. And it's horrible. But that makes it hilarious. You can never do that on purpose. And that's what they have tried to do with this entire run. And not a single thing about it has felt genuine. And yeah. that's the problem. No, I think I think that's... like. I, I think that's what we say on this show. Yeah. It's like they, they're trying to like force something that should be organic. There's no actual grassrootsness. When you pipe in crowd chants into a person's entrance, it tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> exactly. Nonsense. Uh, do you think Becky holds on to the belt here? Of course I do. Yeah, I do too. Jamo, should we just dive into the questions this week? Because we've got a lot of them and a bunch of them are sure, good. Sure, let's do it. Well then, Jamo, our first question this week comes to us from longtime listener. Oh, and I should say this, member of... The Top Marks Patreon DM group, uh, which if you want to be part of, we're chatting, wrestling, making jokes, all this sort of thing. I feel unwelcome in the group already. I made one joke and people drove me out. Well, me too, though. They instantly turned on Hashtag us. me too. Hashtag good friends. Because they we, we started this and they instantly wanted us out because we don't like Trent Seven. So yeah. what are you going to do? I don't mind Trent Seven. Oh, I just don't made one. Like, I, didn't, I never said I hated Trent Seven. I do. I just made a joke about his name. How am I supposed to understand him if I didn't see Trent's one through six? <laughs> good joke. And people just pilloried me. They pushed me out on an ice flow out to sea and we're like good fucking luck out there you dumbass idiot i feel like people like trent seven have never seen him do a clothesline or a drop kick i just assume that must be the case i don't hate him i think he's fine he's so the fact that he gets lumped in with like the english invasion like oh here comes zach saber jr and marty Marty squirrel and then pete dunn and tyler Bate and uh oh and uh trent seven i'm like wolfgang i think wolfgang's better than him andrews we're getting down there, but yeah. Andrews, Andrews, I've decided for myself, is too small for me to get into. Well, There's what's a the, line. What's the dude whose like entire style is that like he listens to Oasis? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to have to look up WWE UK right now. Okay, do WWE UK. This is someone who's like biting Liam Gallagher style? Is that what yeah, you're the, saying? Yeah, his whole thing is that like he just like listens to a kind of music oh he's like the basis of his entire character that sounds like a good character (laughs) 
okay. you've got it. You have to have seen it if you watched the UK tournament. I only watched the same night you did. Was it night two, night one? I watched night one of the second tournament. Okay, yeah, I think that's what I. W- oh, I watched the whole first one though. Was yeah. he in that? I think he was in both. Oh, okay. Well, there. Obviously, this is a guy that I cherish dearly and think is great, as I can't remember <laughs> who you're talking about. You got a well, picture I'll, there? Well, I'll get there in a second. Give me one second to look through the list. You keep talking. Why would you want me to talk about? I've already been eating up minutes as you look up this guy, <laughs> just searching for the words, which I can assume Oasis wrestler. What, what did you search? What's in your search box? WWE UK roster. You're looking through the whole fucking Yeah, roster. I'll recognize his name. Oh, I'm sure you will. I will. I'll All recognize right. his name instantly. Here, okay, well, while you're doing that, read out people's names. I'll give you my takes on them as you're scrolling through. Just okay. give me someone. Uh, James Drake. Oh, yeah, James Drake. Who could forget James Drake? <laughs> I believe he's the manager of AOP, uh, also the, the GM on 205 Live. Love myself some James Drake Maverick. Ashton uh, Smith. How about that guy? Oh, that's a, a wrestler? That's another guy, yeah. Ashton oh, Smith. Ashton Smith. Who could forget his, his uh, amazing roles as Kelso in that 70s show and as well uh, being set on fire and being turned into himself. <laughs> Anything else, J-Mo? <laughs> yeah, I found the guy I was looking for. All right, what's his name? His name is Flash Morgan Webster. Oh, I do know this guy. Yeah, you're uh, – that, you think that's like fully Oasis? Yeah, he, he's his whole thing is that he listens to a kind of music, right? Oh, uh. Well, I'm glad I went down this rabbit hole. <laughs> he, he's like, he listens to, uh, is it like mod music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... They call him the mod father? Oh, this this does not sound good. For, I'm just saying, there's some guys in that mix who have awful gimmicks. I'm not saying Trent Seven is the very worst English wrestler who's ever lived. I'm <laughs> saying that he has the unfortunate position of being part of Mustache Mountain and facing the Undisputed Era, and they're in these super fast barn burner tag matches where old Trent Seven can't keep up, and it's pretty obvious to the janitor over here, okay? Alright, well, at least his gimmick isn't that he listens to music. Doug Crap asks! <laughs> <laughs> Who from the NXT <laughs> roster do you see holding a main roster title next? Now, we've gotten this question before, Justin, and normally I shoo those ones away, but I think we both answered Aleister Black, so on the other side of him being injured and delayed, is he still your answer? Uh... Who from the NXT roster is most likely to win a singles title? No, just hold any main roster title. Any main roster title. See, at it's all. such a it's such a not a bad question, but it's like who who knows who could win the US title or be in a or tag be team. In a tag team. Like it could be anybody. It's not picking who you think is best. It's sort of just saying you're getting called up first, I guess. Yeah, and I don't know who's gonna get called up anytime soon, really. Yeah, I my answer is Lars Sullivan, just because I could see him getting like a mid card title when he goes up pretty early. I, I, I'm thinking Adam Cole, maybe, but also I don't see Undisputed Era getting called up for a very long time. I think you mean Adam Cole, maybe! <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, Jamar, our next question this week comes to us from... Look, oh, this look is, at this guy. Oh, are you showing me Flash? Just look, look at his clothes. Yeah, that's... That's awful. Yeah, I don't know what you could, what else you could say it's about like, it. Oh, I listen to the Beatles. It's, wow, that wasn't bad. <laughs> that was pretty good. You want to hear me do it? <laughs> sure. Hey, it's me, I listen to the Beatles! You ever, you ever heard of this group called Oasis? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite partial to them, actually. Okay, well, I hate him. <laughs> I don't, but I love English wrestling, a progress fan, like a lot of those guys. Justin, are you ready for the next question? Yes. Or are you still infatuated with uh, the UK? I'm not, WWE no, I'm no longer looking up. Oh, this is a hard one. I should prepare an answer, Justin. It comes to us from Danger Boy, at DangerBoy69420, and he says, No honorable mentions... Or saying other names. Who are both of your three favorite active wrestlers? 
I mean, that's a very hard question, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're thinking, okay, we'll maybe go one for one. That Because I have one off the top of my head that I can say for sure. Okay. Kyle O'Reilly is for sure one of my favorite wrestlers anywhere on earth. I love watching him in any role. Okay. Do you have one? Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. See, see I think everyone that we're going to – so, okay. And why? Give a quick why. Uh, just because I think he's, like, amazing. His yeah. moveset is incredible. He – is like everything that I like about wrestling. A guy who can conceivably be like strong, but also has the quickness to do spectacular things at an yeah. amazingly high speed. Very explosive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hard to argue a, a pick of Kenny Omega. Should we do this like a draft where we can't pick one of the other sure. guys? All right. Uh, not that I thought you were going to, to uh, pick this guy anyway, but I'm going to go with uh, Tetsuya Naito. Okay. Uh, this is a man who is calm, cool, and collected. I love Lij. I love his style. I love his smoothness. I'm gonna say Naito. All right. I will go with Seth Rollins. Yeah. And for all the same reasons as Kenny Omega, I just like a certain type of guy. Who do you like more between those two? If you uh, had to decide. If I had to, de- if you asked me in like. I don't know, like March of this year. I'm asking you right now. I probably would have picked Seth, but right now I'll go Kenny. Just next level sort of. Well, I feel like Seth's cooled off a little bit, and part of it is being in the shield. But bizarre to say, yeah. but undeniably true, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I'll go until I see an Amis for my my third, a, a guy who, whether he's outside with Zelina or in the ring, has my full attention. And I will go with Daniel Bryan, who yeah, is yeah, just of like my emotional favorite. I will always, my heart belongs to him. I don't feel great about these answers. Like, why is Samoa Joe not in mine? Like, I, I, I don't want to. Hey. Oh, yeah. No other no, names. No other names. No Sorry. honorable mentions. You're right. Sorry. I want to tell you, I feel great about my list. Oh, geez. See, look at him. He gets to live life with confidence. Uh, Justin, are you ready for our next question? I certainly am. It comes from Industry Zoobs the fourth at the underscore Zoobs. And he asks, if you could send anyone in the WWE system on a young lion-like excursion for a year, who would it be and where to? I'd probably send uh, me old mate Flash Morgan Webster oh. to a music festival. Oh, well, this is only getting better. To hear some uh, some other tunes, some yeah, other what, kind what of music. What sort of bands do you think? Oh, probably I Hope Oasis is there. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> could could you name four Oasis songs? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> Don't look back in anger. Yep. Uh, Champagne Supernova. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Wonderwall. Yeah, those are the three I know. <laughs> and uh, what's the one with the video they had the helicopters? Yeah, uh, I don't think he could. <laughs> I had a really, Give me one I second. I think everyone knows the I same three. Do, I can do it. Yeah, I can okay. do it. Right. What's the story, Morning Glory? Is that a song? That's that the, the album I title? I think that's the album title, but I also think that's a song. I don't know to call you out on it otherwise, <laughs> so we'll just count it. Uh, Jama, who, who, who are you actually sending somewhere? Uh, or is that your actual answer? No, of course not. I just think it would be funny if he went around the world listening to different music and he came back with a completely <laughs> different fashion sense. It would be... Interesting. Because <laughs> you have to keep in mind of this question, Justin. You're, mm-hmm. you're losing this person for a year. Yes. So is it necessarily you have somebody you want off of TV? Somebody from the WWE. Yes, that's right. Uh, to basically do like what Cody has done. In a way, yeah. To go somewhere, learn something, and then come back. I would send... I would send Elias. 
Oh, that's a great answer. Because I feel like he a great has, answer. He has the character stuff that WWE wants. He has all the WWE like, stuff. Down pat. But what he is missing is like the mental psychological component to like putting a match together. Wow. And so if you send him to yep. man, even to Ring of Honor, like just send him somewhere where he's gonna work with like Amazing technicians, work rate guys, work rate guys, longtime indie veterans who can teach him something that he's not going to learn in the WWE locker room. Mm-hmm. I think he would come back as like one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think that's a great answer because he's he's so profoundly WWE. Yeah, right? like the things like he's good the at. Character is could not be better, but the, like. The wrestling isn't there. I think the character could be better. Yeah. I mean, he's not at like a Miz level, obviously. Yeah. But, and, like, there's something about his character that's always going to feel a little bit undercardish. Like, he, yeah. uh, it's going to be tough to ever take Elias seriously as would a main agree event guy. Would you less so now than before, though? Yeah. If you told me that, it would, that, like, Elias could main event a show, like, last year, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Right. If you told me that right now, I'd be like, nah, it depends on the show. A bit of a stretch, but if it's a B pay-per-view, yeah. he could certainly be in like a mixed man match. He could be in like event. a six-person main event. Totally, yeah. yeah. And like that's... whether that's like Elimination Chamber or a six-man tag. Which even if you were to to think of that when he was in NXT, you'd think that's impossible. impossible. He seemed, we got a question once about what person were you the most wrong about coming from NXT to the main mm. roster. And I thought your answer was so great because I thought of it in, oh, I thought this guy would, would achieve all these heights and they didn't. Mm-hmm. But you said that you were like, I thought Elias would be nothing, and now look at him. And I thought, you know, it's very savvy. Uh, I feel like he's been my answer for a couple questions lately, which I, I feel guilty about. But I would go with Chad Gable. He's not being used in WWE. The small size isn't going to hinder him as much in other federations. So I'm going to send Chad Gable over to a place that adores the shooters and the Americans. I'm just going to throw him in New Japan. and Let him be in the junior heavyweight. I'll throw him in as Suzuki Goon's junior heavyweight. A tag with Zack Saber if he needs to. I love those guys as mat wrestlers, and I just feel like he would come back with this appreciation, have begin to work a little bit stiffer. But also, he just won't be as relegated by his size, which I think can be the only thing holding him back because he is so good. So I'll go Chad Gable over to New Japan. But uh, I think both good answers. I like yours a lot. Yeah. Thank you. I thought I was right. Also. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're gonna be right on this one, Jamie, because it's a very hard question. <laughs> is this for is... Mike. Nope. Mike's well, maybe we should do that one last. Mike's got a hard one this week. Yeah, I like it. A hard question. Yeah. Uh, this one comes to us from our sponsor, Coca-Cola LLC. Our gender-fluid listener whose gender is a fluid. Thank you. And he says, what wrestler do you think could beat a kangaroo in a fight? Could a wrestler beat two kangaroos? Could any wrestler beat... He, what he means is, could any wrestler beat two kangaroos in a handicap match? <laughs> Stupidest question I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, could any wrestler beat two kangaroos? Well, yeah. Braun. Braun could do it. Yeah. Braun ran through the entire tag division by himself. Yep. He could easily beat a tag team of kangaroos. Do you think Braun could kill a kangaroo? Probably. He could kill them both by just smashing their heads together. Just giving them the old uh, kadoosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer, Braun. I think also, yes. Yeah. Uh, we watched Braun take down... The entire Raw tag division single-handedly. My, my answer isn't Braun, though. No? No, I think Pete Dunne could do it. <coughs> Why do you think that? Nah, I just, just got a certain thing, you know? Just that he, pushes, he pushes his fist into yeah, his own jaw, so you're like, oh, imagine if he hit someone else with that's that That's right, fist. <laughs> that's right. He's the bruiser, Wade. <laughs> I just, I don't see a kangaroo hanging with him, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think they would struggle as he gets in there, he hits the bitter end, and it's the one, two, three. 
three. That's how I see that one going down. Justin, our you next. Know, you know who tags with the kangaroos in the six man? Oh no, I don't want. Don't tell. What is this a joke? <laughs> it's Flash Morgan Webster. I fucking knew it was gonna be. I don't want him there. No, <laughs> he's keep, not. I keep my records in their little pouch. Eh? No, he's this. This. Oh, I hate this bet. It needs to stop. Put my LPs in their pouch. I don't want your peas or <laughs> anything about you. Flash. <laughs> Awful. Just our next question comes to us from uh, your uh, stand-in roommate when you were in Chicago, Horse Massacre at Torque Penderloin. <laughs> uh, and wow, he must have just heard what I said because he says, why doesn't Naito hold all the belts? Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to make a comment about a roommate. Because he did tell me we drank beers and played video games for like one night. And then he, he told me afterwards, he was like, man, it was like having a roommate. It was dope. Yeah, <laughs> see? I didn't even Just know Just having that. a pal who comes over one time. <laughs> As a guy who, who lives with one of his best friends on Earth and yeah. plays video games and drinks beers with him a lot. It's true. It does rule. It's true. I have that, you know, I've had that relationship with uh, yeah. multiple people over the years. Yeah. It's wonderful. It always is awesome. Yeah. Uh, just our next question this week. Sorry, we have to re-series things up. It's true. You get back into gear. Why doesn't Naito have all the belts? Yeah. I mean, he's only in one company. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is weird that uh, Naito has not held the IWGP belt uh, with recency. I think he should have won it for Wrestle Kingdom 12. I think I've been pretty open about that. Yeah, that would have certainly in- improved my opinion of that match. Yeah. he He does feel like... I know people make this joke about Randy Orton, like, oh, if you could build a pro wrestler from the ground up, but Naito really does have it all, doesn't he? He's pretty awesome. He's smooth, cool, good in Dude, that, did you watch that video package that they put together about the tease of they're going to announce a new member of LIJ? Yeah, I did watch it. All the guys in LIJ are, like, at a casino yep. table. They're, like, drinking scotch together. Just like. Playing fucking roulette. And every single one of them is, like, the coolest guy <laughs> you've ever seen. Not evil. Not yeah. evil. The rest oh, of them. Oh, even evil, man, with his <laughs> big sunglasses on. And fucking, like, <laughs> uh, Bushi with the, with the mask on, just, like, pushing his chips in. Oh. It's, like, every single one of these guys is the coolest guy I've ever seen. I think, uh, tell me if I'm using the vernacular of the kids correctly here. L.I.J. at a casino is big mood. Uh, yes. It's because... And because they all have big dick energy. They definitely... Who... Wow. Not we, evil. Nah, evil. <laughs> Sorry, No, evil. evil has it, he has, too. He has very small dick energy. He's <laughs> too loud, too pushing it. Just our next question this week comes to us from Top Marks' Poet Laureate, Scoot Brodo. I didn't vote on that. Oh, wait. Hang on. Yeah, I guess we have to approve. Yeah. So, it, he wants to be the Poet Laureate. Is this something you approve? That he's like our... Are uh, the the po- the appointed poet of like the nation of top marks? That's right. Yeah. If we if we ever need poetry, he is our official go to guy. <sighs> Does he need to earn it? Does he need to write a poem? Yes, he needs to prove his poem prowess. Okay. So, what should he write a poem about and send to us to earn this title? Um, write a love ballad. Yes. From Flash Morgan Webster. No. 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 I don't agree. No. I don't want to hear the back of this. No. (laughs) He writes a love poem to the hashtag good friends. Sure. Not just to us, to the whole collective. Sure. Like a mission statement. You don't want to hear a poem that's written from the perspective of Flash Morgan Webster towards a a vinyl record? I'm going to be honest. I'm already looking forward to the end of this show, so I (laughs) never have to hear the words... Flash Morgan Webster. <laughs> because, of again. course, as soon as I stop the recording, we will not speak to each other. We established, established. this. 
<laughs> I'm never going to say a word, including the name Flash Morgan Webster, the oh, Mod Father. Oh, oh. I'm the Mod Father. <laughs> Okay, JMO, here's the questions. And I'll keep my LPs in a kangaroo pouch. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get a LaCroix. <laughs> and here, you answer Scoot's here's Scoot's question. How many and what types of knives does Jay White own? And now you just do get this all out of your system as I get a drink. Okay. How many and how many types of knives does Jay White have? Well, he's got a butcher knife, he's got a pocket knife, he's got a Swiss Army knife for sure. Definitely has a butter knife. What, you want me to do it in voice? I'm saying get it all out in of character system. as Flash Morgan Webster? Well, he's got a pocket knife and a butter knife. And he's certainly got a kitchen knife and a butcher knife and a cleaver. Gotta have a cleaver. Uh, yeah, so that's about probably all the knives he has. All I'm, right. I'm done with Flash Morgan. Oh, thank God. I couldn't wait for that to happen. Yeah. Hey, be done with it. It's, it's uh, like it's like a, a glitching website. Flash <laughs> is disabled. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> First of all, I've been happy to see that little icon. Uh, I say Jay White owns seven knives and one sword. I would love to know what knife he scarred himself with. Oh, what do you think it was? Uh, maybe a, uh, a pairing knife. Probably a pairing knife. <laughs> I thought we were done. I thought I thought we were done. Sorry, he just. I thought I thought sorry, he was. Sorry, he just came back. I thought he was done. Sorry, he he oh. he's he's done. I feel sick. Just our next question was this week comes to us from it's just Duncan now in brackets Duncan reference. It's Duncan I don't know. Yeah, Duncan Donuts reference because they're just Duncan now, no donuts. Really? So he's just Duncan no I don't know. Wait, they got rid of the donuts? Yeah, they're just called Duncan. I mean, they're still a donut shop. But they're just not called Dunkin' Donuts anymore. Why? What are you Dunkin' though, if not donuts? That's what I mean. What do you what? <sighs> Very confusing. America, you gotta get your shit together. I know, right? What is the best way to get a romantic partner into wrestling? My girlfriend wants to understand why I like it and why I have a group DM about it. Duncan also, of course, in the Top Marks Patreon group DM. Wow. Uh, Justin, I feel very equipped to to answer this question. I feel mm. very good about it. Very strong. Okay. May I take the reins? Certainly. Here's what you do, Duncan. You just watch. You, you tune into Raw or whatever it is you're going to watch, and you make it very known that you want their opinion. Like It's like, oh, so I want to know which characters, male or female, stand out to you and why. You take notes of that, okay? That's a big one. Gets them invested. Now they're watching for something. Gets them someone to cling on to, a character. Two, New Japan works better than WWE sometimes because WWE has like the, the promo speak where it's like, you're over there and I'm over here and we're going to be. We should do something about that's it. That's right. And like sometimes that alone is enough to just turn off not only a, a girlfriend, but just people in general. It's like it's just this weird language of speech where no one speaks like that. And it, it takes them out of it. Whereas if you explain a match going into something in New Japan, explain the characters and then just let them watch. Very often I've had great results with that. Okay. Um, well, first of all, you got to ask girlfriend the important questions about what, what she likes, like what she's into. Uh, and you think I'm talking about like match style, but I'm actually thinking about more like music. Does she listen to the Arctic Monkeys, for example? Okay. Does she listen to the Kooks? You Is motherfucker. She a big Oasis fan? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> This episode sucks. <laughs> Every question is a fucking bit about this Oasis guy. Everyone. No, okay. Here's how I did it. I just literally was like, 
I'm having a party for a pay per view. Come hang out at the party. Yeah. And that's that was it. We watched um, SummerSlam 2015, the first year it was in Brooklyn. Yeah, group environments can definitely help with that, like a party atmosphere. Yeah, and it was like, just yeah. sort of like this is this is the the platonic ideal of wrestling is like to do it with a group of people, have some beers, have some snacks on hand, have kind of like a pay per view viewing party, and like. You know, we got drunk over the course of the show. Yeah, that never hurts. It was a very long show. And as she, like, went to bed drunk that night, she was like, can we watch Raw tomorrow? Like, I want I want to know what happens. And you were just like, yes, we can. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We certainly can. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's – I think there's definitely – you can – you can show somebody matches as well. Like, the quality of match that you pick – would have something to do with it too. Oh yeah, comedy matches work well, or really good matches, yeah. like mediocre wrestling, just like for us. And like honestly, really... like I, I, I do feel like it helps if someone's first introduction to wrestling is like a, a super juniors match, like yeah. a junior heavyweight match, yeah. because that's going to be so athletic and incredible. And like distinctly different from probably anything that they're used to thinking that professional wrestling is. Yes. So if you, okay, that's if, a good point. Like if if you intro if you want to introduce her to WWE, I would say like have a pay per view party and bring her to that. But if you want to just show her a match, then probably pick something like Kota Ibushi versus Ricochet from yeah. 2014, or like something of that vein Osprey, that's just Ricochet. like incredibly fast, incredibly athletic, incredibly dynamic. Where like no matter how she feels about like pro wrestling as like a storytelling uh, form for like long term stories, there's going to be a good story told within the match, and it will be like an undeniable piece of athleticism that you have to be impressed by. Yeah, just to sort of extrapolate on that, and I do think that's true, I, I would just sort of expand it to uh, show them something extreme, where it's like, if it is like something super athletic, but on the other side, I've had multiple girls respond very well to the Sandman. I'm not even joking, mm -hmm. where it's just like, what is this guy doing? Like, isn't this painful? Isn't he hurting himself and others? And it's like, hey, oh yes my god, Rhino just <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So Kyle yeah. drove Lori through a table. Those would be some tips. Hope that helps. And uh, congrats to your girlfriend for getting to date you, Duncan. Exactly. Okay. Well done, Smooch. Next question to us. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> we got informed that this is your nickname as the Sweet Boys West. Yeah, that's just. That's a very inside I had, baseball. I had to drop it. You it's know I had to do it. Uh, a. Lau, at A. Lau Brother, asks us, you get to retire an active wrestler and magically heal a retired wrestler. Who do you swap out? Okay. Well, I'm bringing back Foley, for sure. I don't care who I have to sacrifice. I'm going to... I'm going to sacrifice... I'm, I was thinking Kane... And then I'm like, <gasps> does he, he probably still has more to offer than Undertaker at this point? Wow, that is something. Ah, I'm not fully there with you. Like, I think Undertaker has a little bit more, but I think it's way closer than anyone would want to admit. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's it's like, how many years in the tank am I sacrificing if I sacrifice Kane versus Undertaker? Yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably good many. It's an interesting question. Yeah, there is a gap. There's. I don't know. So I'm going to sacrifice Yeah, Undertaker. It hurt it's hard to say. It's, kill it the feels dead man? difficult to say, but I'm going to sacrifice him and bring back um hmm, who 
who's like the because like punk is not retired for physical reasons you know oh does punk count here i don't think so he uses the word he- magically heal so magically i feel like it's heal. the prime version of them right i know who i'm going to do go, go ahead i'm going to retire undertaker and magically heal edge oh that's a great one yeah who knows right he Edge is a guy who could very easily uh, picture getting over now too. Yeah, like, not hard to imagine. Like it's crazy how much of his career was just like cut short. Yeah, it is really something. Like right, sort of at his peak. People never remember yeah. this. It's like well, I should right say when they he never was taking off. This. Yeah, you could argue the the triple threat tag matches, but uh, I'm gonna nix Mojo Rawley and get myself some Prime Mick Foley back into the scene. <laughs> 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 what? I didn't realize that we had to pick like a we could pick anyone. Well, I think so. Anyone. What were you thinking? I th- I was thinking like I got to pick like an old guy. He just said retire an active wrestler. Push him off into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, have like fully I would literally yeah, just have fully like literally drink like <laughs> Mojo Raleigh's stem cells or whatever. <laughs> Mojo can like barely walk. He's like sucking his spinal fluid. <laughs> Shame, we got a couple more questions this week. Uh, one of them being uh, from Garrett Swan at Garrett Martin ninety on Twitter. Okay. Says, if Cena has one more match, who should it be against? A. The Rock, B. Hulk Hogan, C. Velveteen Dream, or D. Other. So I'm gonna go with D. Other on this one. Although the question's more. I've never heard int- of D. Other. Yeah, he's underrated <laughs> on the Indies. <laughs> Loves Oasis. Um. Is it more interesting than the question if we remove other? Well, no, who, who would you pick, though? Definitely Dream. Yeah, well, But no, who would you pick if if you're picking other? Well, I mean... Like, who's your ideal final Cena match? Wow, that's a... that's Now, that's a big question. Uh, I've always, always, always loved the pairing of him and Aleister Black. Like, I feel like they represent such different things. It's like mm. the clean... the, the if, if John Cena is bright white, like, full baby face... And uh, Alistair is dark black, like satanic, all this sort of thing. I love that. It reminds me of, do you remember the Undertaker Michaels entrances, like the angel versus devil thing? I think you mm-hmm. could, like, you couldn't do it as over the top and evocative of that, obviously. But I think it would have that vibe. Uh, I'm going to go other as well. I think of the listed choices, the best is dream, obviously. Yeah. But I'm going to pick Roman Reigns. Yeah, with, like, a proper bail. And it's, and-, and it's, it's a heel, it's the heel turn. Yeah. That, like, he's going to, that, you know, this man that we've spent so long hating and have only recently come to love as he's, like, one foot out the door is going to be pushed out entirely by a man who, like, cannot stand that he is still here. Okay. And, like, and it will be a tragic thing. It will be, like, it will be even more death of Superman than, like, Brock versus Cena at SummerSlam was because... It's literally he will never come back. Yeah. And that would be something that would be enormously heat-worthy if you could milk it in the right way. Because, like, I do feel like people would be sad if Cena was gone forever. Yeah, I think that's true. So to have that finally be the moment where Roman goes all the way heel and just, like, kills this guy... That's I like that. It's good build. It makes sense for them. I'm into it. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. It's hard to think of because like I don't feel like we're at Cena's last match yet, so I'm not really. Yeah, part I, of me yeah, like you're my, right, you're right. my mind isn't there, but I I get what we're saying. Oh boy, JMO, we we gotta do it, don't we? 
What? Our next question comes to us from Mike Noble yeah. at Bike Melon. And I like the question. It's very tricky, though. Uh, everyone who's ever held a singles title on the main roster gets injured for a year. What's your mania card? So I'll give book- you two NXT call-ups each. So it's book mania. <laughs> and no one who's but ever nobody held Nobody who's singles- ever had a singles title can be on it. So your main event has to be Brock versus, or rather, Braun versus Joe. Yeah, Braun and Joe is your obvious main event. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how you get around that. Like, is there anyone else who's higher tier who hasn't held a singles belt ever? Nope. nope. Yeah, I, I when the when this question was asked, Braun was the guy that I was like, oh yeah, that. Well, and I couldn't think of anyone initially. Oh yeah, Mike was like, "There's some obvious choices." I'm like, "I don't fucking know who's never held yeah. a title before." I think Braun's the only like obvious choice. Even Joe, it feels like he has held one, even though he hasn't. Yeah. So there's your main event, and it, it drops off from there, folks. So we get NXT call ups, which I think is important mm-hmm. here. We just brought him up. Velveteen Dreams never had a singles title. That's true. He seems like somebody that would definitely be in play for this. Who a call up would be a big deal for. Yeah. But then again, who's the opponent? Like this is so tricky. Who who's the, who's a heel? Because he's going to be called up as a face, right, Dream? Depends. He could go both ways. I guess we could go either way. I just feel like as a debut at Mania as an NXT call-up. But okay, le- are we going to use Dream in this instance together? Sure. Okay, let's use Velveteen Dream. Who's the opponent for Dream who's never I held a singles title? Who's never held a singles title. It's very tricky. I was thinking has Cesaro. He had a U.S. title yeah, run, yeah. so he's out. Has Cesaro never held the IC belt? No. He came close to it in the feud with Owens, but he didn't win. Okay. Uh, those were great matches, by the way. Yeah, they totally were. And that, their triple threat with Orton yeah. on Raw are great, too. Yeah. Uh, Has Orton ever held a singles title? <laughs> <laughs> triple H, any of these guys? Mm. The, the question's so limiting because it's, you know, first of all, you have to remember who's never held a belt. I know. Like as you, Okay, here, I'm just going to name the Raw roster and let's see who doesn't have belts, okay? Okay. Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Drew McIntyre is probably available. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. Dolph Ziggler has uh, Dean All Ambrose, Roman, Seth. Bobby Lashley has... Um, this uh, is just it. I have no idea who held like the IC title in 2007. Yeah, well, no, this I is. Just, I just have no fucking. Should clue. we just set this question on fire? It, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it, there's, there's for sure a right answer here." I think like, we have a good. I main don't event. fucking know, Mike. I don't know who never had a singles <laughs> title, who didn't, who didn't have a two month stint as U.S. champion in 2009. I have no idea. For the sake of it, Joe and Braun in the main event, Dream versus McIntyre, <laughs> and Chad Gable takes on. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Uh, what's it? Oh, Scott Dawson. Yeah, sure. Dawson versus Gable is dope. <laughs> yeah, as a singles match. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of like who's in a tag team even. Who? Yeah, that was maybe the way had. to explore it was tag teams. Yeah. But even then, a uh, couple more questions. He was so proud of himself over this question. It's I like, like it. you'll figure it out. It's like no, I won't. He must have meant Braun. Yeah. We'll figure. It out. Two more quick ones here, JMO. Just give me a word on this one from Tyler Paracy at Old Tiles. Blonde Carmella or brunette Carmella? Uh, blonde Carmella. Fully agree. No, no. Uh, it wasn't as jarring to me this week. Yeah, seeing her, and you're right. There is like a hint of purple in that hair. I think. I thought it was. Yeah, I guess I was wrong. Someone said brunette, but it's like. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. Thank you. I felt like I was going insane. You are a little bit, but you know, only oh. because I keep doing Flash Morgan Webster impersonations. Who? Never never heard of the guy. I have not. (laughs) Uh, Fruits are inedible because it's Halloween. Fruits are edible. The unbrewmaster this month, he says, please try and make sense of Baron Corbin's actions as acting GM. I can't do it, but I do like him in the role. 
he's been very good at it because yeah. he. Yeah, he's booking himself in the main event constantly, which is what I would do. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 what a an active performer, dastardly heel GM should be. Yeah, and we don't get active performer. No, who's the last one? I don't remember. Like this. Yeah, I, I literally can't remember. You, I feel like you have to go a ways back to find Eve him. Eve Torres. Oh <laughs> man, those man yeah. married to Henry Gracie. There you go. Really? Yeah, that's right. Fun and fact. And of course, like we knew how great she was in singles competition. <laughs> Yeah, she's so. definitely former Devil's Challenger. <laughs> Justin, that will do it for this week's episode of Top No, Marks. it won't, because we got a question that you've totally forgotten about. I did? From your roommate, Brock. Oh, my goodness. gave us a sheet of paper. Oh, my goodness. You're 100% right. And okay, said, I won't open it. I won't open it. And he said, we were not allowed to look at it until it was time to answer his question. He, I'm very excited about this. He has written down four names on a piece of paper. Yep. Three men and one woman. Correct. They have all had lengthy careers in the WWE. And we need to come up with what their names would be should they leave the company and debut on Impact tomorrow. So this is, for those of you who may not be semi-aware of the meme, there's there's a joke where they someone signs to, at the time TNA and they yeah. debut in ring and sort of have a, a wacky name that alludes to the WWE mm-hmm. uh, gimmick, but, but isn't. So here we go, Justin. I'm going to open it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so the first one, this guy is definitely synonymous with WWE, is John Cena. Okay, John Cena. Yeah. I, I have one for him. Uh, okay, go ahead. Johnny Hustle. <laughs> Johnny Hustle. It's got to be Johnny, and it can't be Johnny Wrestling, because nope. that's taken already. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right, Johnny Hustle. You still get some of the, the you know hustle loyalty and respect. Can you imagine John mm-hmm. Cena in Impact? <laughs> Uh, it's like impossible to even picture. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm trying to come up with like a name where his initials would be HLR. Oh, that's pretty good. So it's like uh, Hugh, Hugh Leonard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hugh Leonard. Ah, <laughs> uh, here he is. Hugh Leonard, the man who will never win a fight. <laughs> Hugh Leonard Rasselman is his name. <laughs> and we, of course, know him by his initials, HLR. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, what's a man's name that starts with H that's not Hugh? Henry Howard. Uh, I guess I could have gone with Henry. Uh, there's, there's, anything but Hugh would have said. <laughs> Fice. <laughs> you? It's maybe the least tough name. It's so soft. It's like Josh. It's like, where does it begin and end? It's just a bleh. Uh, Justin, Roman Reigns. This is a tough one. Roman, Roman Reigns. I, I have one off the top of my head here, but I'll let you take the lead on this if you want. Um, well, his first name has to be Greco. <laughs> Greco Roman Wrestling. Nothing from the waist down, in case you're wondering. Uh, That's a good uh, amateur wrestling joke for those out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Give me a second. I think Empire has to be in it. You got one? Yeah, I think. I was just going to say that he enters as the name The Empire. The Empire. I could very much see that happening. I like it. I like it. But you don't love it. I'm just thinking uh, his name is Greco Champion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about Greco Empire? Come Gre- on, yeah, Greco Empire. What's Greco Empire doing in the Impact Zone? Maybe it's a little too busy. It still might be on the nose a little bit too much. JMO, I think we might be able to think of some funny ones for this. The Miz. The Miz. <laughs> All right. So it still has to be like a the blank, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or he could just be 
Mike Mizanin. But yeah, the, I, I think that might actually work, like with his whole A-lister thing. Yeah, the actor Mike Mizanin. <laughs> That's his name. So shit. <laughs> <laughs> what about just the man? <laughs> the man, like Marlon. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Um. Hmm. I I think I think the actor Mike Mizanin is good. Or just like the Moz. <laughs> just a, like a total. Change, change one of the vowels. The Moz. D H A M O Z. It's like one of those knockoff action figures you can <laughs> totally buy from the is. dollar store. <laughs> yeah. What's what? the Moz doing in the yeah. impact zone? And JMO, this might be the, the one we have the most to work with on all as uh, Page is our final one on this list. Page. All right. Letter, book. <laughs> yeah, book. What's book doing in the impact zone? That, what is no one who knows how to read has ever ran impact, so that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like I'm being hostile on this episode. Uh, I'm struggling with her, though, JMO. It's Is there something to do with maybe like her, her gothisms that, that we should embrace here? Pale. <laughs> Just the word pale? Yeah. P-A-I-L-E. Yeah. <laughs> What's pale doing? <laughs> <laughs> I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, JMO, that is the end of this week's episode of Top Marks. Or like, sure, her name could be like Emo Letter. Wait, what? Emo Letter. Oh. oh. <laughs> no. We were doing so good with Pale. <laughs> and then I said the show was ending. <laughs> and then you gave a way worse note <laughs> to go so out on. Sorry. I thought you were the broadcaster. I thought, <laughs> thought I could do better, and clearly I did worse. <laughs> well, hang on. Do we have to keep going now? I think so. All right. Maybe we circled back to John Cena. All right, I, I'm, I feel, still think you should be named Hugh. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was killing it, too. <laughs> you know, the... Has there been a hue in wrestling ever? Uh, the answer is no, so. because obviously not. <laughs> Unless it was like humongous, which barely counts. <laughs> a nightmare. Hue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yo, yo. Jamal, what do you. What yeah, you, there was a hue in wrestling. Who? He was part of the Misfits in Action. Hugh G. Rection. Oh, right, right, of course. General Rection. Has any has, okay? Has Hugh ever been na- used besides a pun <laughs> on either Mungus or Rection? Oh yeah, in in HLR, Leonard Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Leonard Rasselman. Rasselman. Rasselman is the good part. Rasselman is a great. Absolutely, last name. I would like it to be my last name, Joshua <laughs> Rasselman. It's a great. That's a gimmick, Joshua yeah, Rasselman. You're born into the industry. All I need to do now is get signed to Impact, which honestly seems doable. Yeah, yeah. Who? What? What? I think you or I could be on Impact. Yeah. What's you, What's your Impact name? Instead of Joshua Custodio, mm-hmm. mine's really easy because it should be like some sort of dumb pun on like the janitor, right? Mm-hmm. Be like uh, Jack Custodian or something, something like that. Nothing too interesting. How about you? I don't know. Justin Lesser set. <laughs> no. Now I'm leaving it on a bum note. Yeah, not that we, one. we keep hitting these peaks, and then one yeah. of us just stinks it up. <laughs> No, no, I did it that time. Yeah, I don't know. So hang on. Maybe I should just tell tell a joke here at the end. Okay, sure. Okay, so this is not wrestling related. Uh, but I was thinking the other day as I was driving past a Ford dealership and they had the sign for employee. I was thinking that would have been the first time ever for that. Oh, my God. Was that? Justin, what did you? Was that Gil? I don't know. Did you hear that? Was that? Are you doing? Did you hear that? Gil is dead. 
and he is not coming back. He is dead, and here he is stomping on my jokes once more. So what I was saying is, I was driving past, I saw a Ford, and they had like their employee pricing up. And I thought, hey, do the, do the employees ever get mad about this? It might have been their one perk. Might have been the first time you ever thought anything, you stupid ass bitch. Oh, fuck you, Gil. What is he? I, I thought he was dead. I don't. I, I mean, it's so We're far at my away. House. <laughs> it's so far away. I can barely hear what he's saying. Well, there's a good tease for next week's episode of Top Marks. Where if you want to come back next week for some reason, you can head on over. So subscribe, rate, review. We all love that when you do that in the iTunes store. If you like the sounds of our voices, even especially, you can head on over to Patreon.com/TopMarks. Throw a couple dollars in the hat. Just crap. If you were hearing this, we are doing King of the Ring 1995. Finally, next yeah, week. I worked so much last month, and we just never find the time to do it's it. It's been hectic. Uh, but but we're gonna do it we have it on the calendar and we're and once it's over we're gonna reward ourselves with another one after that it's gonna be that's something that we're looking forward to and not something that we're dreading like king of the room 95 (laughs) uh but just we apologize and it is coming out and that will be also posted over at patreon.com uh slash top marks for five dollars you get into the dm group we're having a ton of fun and listen to the bonus episodes including those and our back catalog Justin, is there anything else we need to say this week? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just uh, you know, thanks everybody for for supporting the show and for listening in every week. And this is probably the silliest episode we've ever done. It definitely is. Um, there, if this is your first episode of Top Marks, boy, this is not indicative of what listening to an episode is like. Yeah, not at all. Not in a good or bad way. But it was. I mean, it was. It was. I liked it. I had a fun time doing it, which I hope means it was fun to listen to. It doesn't feel like one of our worst episodes. But I also sometimes don't – I don't have the feeling that it's been one of our best episodes. I can tell you it was one of the worst I of f- all time. I see, I, I, the <laughs> problem with Gil, the problem with him is it's all a big gag to everyone else. Everyone else, oh, I like Gil. He's fun. I'm the one. I have to sit here and listen to these words because it's like, oh, you're dumb. You're, you're not funny. You're, you suck. I get mad about it. The only reason you don't think it's the worst is because you weren't sitting here listening to it. What, what, he didn't even do the voice. <laughs> was, was that you? No, I think that was Gil. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Sounded more like a foster jump around oasis man who's from the impact zone. And with that, until next week, stay hot, stay spicy, and stay tasting great. Because you're Curry Man! What? 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 Titus Worldwide! I feel like we often, in the banter section, talk about like comic book movies. Yeah, that's def- or comic books in general, yeah, or video and games. And Venom is coming out uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Do you any have any interest in that? So here's the thing. I see, when I saw the trailer, I think we talked about it here, I, I don't feel very anticipatory towards it, but I know I'm going to see it. So what do you call that? Like, I don't, I'm not expecting it to be a good movie, but there's no way I don't An see inevitability. it. Yeah. Well, how about you? I, yeah, I want to see it. I, I felt, I had this vibe watching the promotion for it, and like, when I heard that like, Eminem has written the title theme song for it. I'm like, this is this is a movie that's like from 2005. Yeah, this is like an an ancient relic or like slipped through the cracks from like the era of when Venom was popular, which would be like 1996. Nine? <laughs> like whenever the cartoon angle is 98. The, responsible for maybe the dopest angle in the 90s cartoon, though. Yeah. So feel uh, so if it has that vibe, like. That's kind of fitting for this material. That's interesting. And actually. also, like people, then it, that started coming out in the reviews. People are saying like this is very much a relic of like the pre MCU Marvel movies. Okay. And you know what? 
like Ang Lee's Hulk or the Ben Affleck Ooh. Daredevil movie. Ooh. I like both of those movies. You like the Ang Lee Hulk? I do, yeah. Wow. Wait, you think it's better than the Ed Norton one, right? We've had this discussion. Um, It's more memorable, certainly. Okay. I, I don't like that, but I like the, the first two Spider-Man movies, and I think those are uh, very sort of, not campy, but certainly. I even like know. the third Spider-Man. Stop it. I really do. No, you don't. Yes, Stop I do. it. I do. Really? I think it's better than the first one. No, Justin. I, have you I, seen it recently? Mm, define recently. Within the past four years. No. It's on Netflix right now. Okay. And I fired it up. I will challenge you, and sometime in the next three months, watch the first 45 minutes of that movie. Okay. I will. Just you don't have to do it in the next year. At some point. Just watch it, the I'll first it 45. It is... That, it's just the acting is so poor. I'll, I'll do it this week and, and report back. How about a week. long banter this week? Any anticipation for uh, McGregor Habib this weekend? Um, I mean, I no, I'm going to be working it, so I can't watch it. But uh, I am kind of bummed that I can't watch it because I wanted to watch it with you guys. Yeah, it's, we got a good crowd here at Beardown Five this week. Oh, I'm sad you're not going to be here. I'll be here for the morning to watch uh, Super Showdown. And yeah, then I gotta go. That's a big Saturday because I'm doing sports updates. What time are you off? News eleven thirty. We're going to the Kings after. I don't know. I'll come by. Yeah. There you go. Sing some songs. Yeah, yeah why not? Eh? If you're still listening to this, we love I'm, you. I'm going to be the voice of News 1130 Sports. Hey. So uh, is that a plug? Can they tune into News 1130 at yeah, a certain time? on Saturday and Sunday nights. Uh, sports at the 1545 after every hour. Is it available Like on if I go news1130.com, I could hear your, sure. the dulcet tones of your voice? Yeah, and at the half hour and top of the hour, you'll hear me say something like... Uh, Canucks on the road tonight. Oh. We'll have more in sports in the 15:45 or whatever. I gotta be honest. I enjoyed it when you did it just then. Yeah, I liked. I got. I I took some criticism because I did it oh. the other night for the first time during a training shift. Oh, okay. And my, you're supposed to do like a tease that's like six, five, six seconds long. Okay. And the big story that night was the National League Wild Card game between the Cubs. And uh, the Rockies for oh, the yeah. right to forget? move on to face the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. And I said something like my headline was, you know, Cubs and Rockies battle it out at Wrigley for the right to face Milwaukee. Sports at 15. Sounds pretty good to me. And then I was told that's too American. In what way? Our listeners have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, really? Nothing that you just said made any sense to anyone. So what would be a more Canadian version? I have no idea. Just ignore baseball and be like, Canucks unveiled their new leadership group this afternoon. Sports <laughs> at 15. Maybe you could just be like, hey. NHL season kicks off tomorrow. Vancouver hosting the Flames. Sports at 15. Uh, there you go. That's How about like, well, what's, uh, who's, what's coming up? Joe Thornton shaved his beard. Sports at 15. Something. Oh, my. Connor threw a trolley at a bus. Sports at 15. 15.